This is Ursula Hogan. Welcome you to News Extra on Scarf Bay Community Radio, where we feature interviews which go into detail on some of the events in the news this week. The centenary of the Curragh-Kyle ambush was commemorated in Flagmont last weekend. Carl McNamara was there for Scarf Bay Community Radio, and she spoke to Kevin Dunleavy and Michael Collins. It's lovely yeah. to be up here in Flagmount, Kevin, oh, yeah. and yeah. commemorating this event tonight. You have you have a special interest in this story, I think. You're, you've always been interested in it, have you? Oh, I have, yeah, I have. Uh, I suppose the two men that were in, well, particularly one of them, Pat Houlihan, you know, he'd be my next-door neighbour. Really? So yeah. I knew him all the days of my life. Like, Did you, yeah. really? Yes. Yes. What kind of a man was he? He was a grand man, nice yeah. man. He was a tall man, he was about six foot two or three yes, years, yeah. yes. fine-looking man, yeah, was yeah. A, a legendary, of course. I didn't know at the time that he was as legendary as he was. Was he quiet about he it? He was a quiet man, yeah, he was a quiet man, yeah. Yeah. never spoke. He did a little bit to me in the finish, shortly before he died, he might have spoken a bit about it. Yes. He wasn't very old when he died, though, was he? Was he? 72. Yes, and uh, right, he yeah. died in Raheen. He died in Raheen, yeah, Raheen he Hospital. did, yeah, that's right. Pat Hulan went into politics. Pat Hulham went into politics, yeah, and he was elected. He, he, he served a couple of terms in the Dáil. Did he? Yeah. He did. Yeah. He did. Yeah. He, he did. They he. were very brave men, weren't they? They were very committed to their... Well, they were committed to the cause, yeah, they yeah. were. Yeah. That, he, he was involved in an awful lot of, of activities, like, yeah. outside the county, in Galway and everywhere. Yes. Ballyturden was a big one, like, you know, and, yeah. and other places as well, and he got... He got what he was looking for in Ballyturn. He okay. he got them in that mattered, you know. Yes. It kind of brought brought the he brought the, the struggle to a, a, a shed new light on the struggle as far as the British yes. Empire were concerned. Yeah, yeah. They were losing the wrong men. Yes. You see. Yeah. So the, he got Captain Blake, and he was a rising star in their forces and all that, you know. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. his wife as well. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. 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 I, I was just saying, you know, there were there were tough old days though. Like, you know, to be on the run or to be, like, you know, people had it very hard in those times. So. Oh was, yeah, they had yeah. Oh yes. There was there was a, there was huge involvement in this area, wasn't there? Was a big membership of the. Oh, there was yeah. Of the sixth battalion. <coughs> That's the, right. Yeah. yeah, there was an awful lot of them from around here and Fetal and yeah. I suppose Scarif as well. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So, yes, there was there was great uh, it brought great tour we say on the yeah. a- area then, yeah. and Hulahan and his exploits Pat and John yeah. Moroni, you know, they yeah. were. Their names were kind of nearly nationwide, you know. Yes, yeah. They, they, were, they, were, they were spoken about in Westminster and places like that. You were know. they really? Yeah, they, they would have been, yeah. Were they, Kevin? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I heard of a woman that, that um, she was in England at the time, and she was actually an neighbour, she was from the area as well. Yes. And she was a waitress in a restaurant in somewhere in London. Yes. And these toffs came in, they were military guys anyway, and they were yeah. talking about who were. Yeah. His, really? name, his name was mentioned all wow. night. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he had an impact there that time. Yeah. yeah. And yet, you, you know, you're saying that when you knew him, he was a quiet man and probably didn't talk much about those times. He didn't. And you see, when we were young, I suppose the older folks they had seen so much and gone yes. through so much, they didn't talk about it either. No, no. So we wouldn't have known much about Pat Hoover no. until 
no. shortly before he died, you know. Yes. Although I knew him all my all through my life before that. Yes. But I had it when I had arrived at the point that I could chat about it or talk about it, he'd already gone to the I point know. that he was passing away or going to pass away. Yes. You know? yeah. Yeah. He was in in bed and stuff like Yeah. Yeah, so we didn't get to And I suppose he didn't write things down. People didn't write things down really much. I doubt if he ever did do yeah. write much down, you know. Yeah. No, he wouldn't be a man for writing either, maybe, know. you know. It's great to be at this point, I suppose, we're very lucky that to be so free that a hundred years down the road, we can be up in the hall in, in Flagmount yes. and commemorate these very important well, is, events. Yes, and it's great to see it, and it's great to see that there were people that did mark their hundredth uh, anniversary of the the Corakail ambush now. Yes. Because something was never much talked about either. Yes. It was talked about, all right, but we never heard the in-depth uh, story, you know. Yeah, I'm looking, her. I have to say I'm looking forward to hearing it tonight because I only know parts of it, you yes. know, I've got a, a scant enough <clears throat> yes, I know. Yeah, yeah. A, a understanding of it, but I'm yes. looking forward to it now. Tonight, yes, so. and when, you, when we, we were out there the other day, you know, a week ago, and you see, when you're out there, it is so much different what you see, like, yeah. I mean, they, what we used to hear was they fired from a long distance off and he, they were coming across the mountain, but yeah. they had been a lot closer to them than that. Really? Oh, they, yeah. they had walked into each other nearly. Oh, gosh. Yeah, and was there was 200 really? of them. <laughs> you know. Sounds very really terrifying. Oh, I'm telling you, it yeah. was. Yeah. 60 rounds of ammunition each they yeah. had yeah. against them kind of guys, and they're yeah. professional soldiers, you know, yeah. cavalry, I mean, like horses and all. You know, and they used a plane the following day. They used a plane then for a, yeah for the search. They scouted it with the plane. That must have been uh, that must have been a most unusual sight in this area. Oh, it is that we didn't. Nobody ever saw a plane. Yeah. Not as close as that anyway. Yeah, and I, I don't know whether they used that much during the War of Independence. Were they? Oh, they weren't. They no. weren't. But they had a machine gun mounted on this one. So they were low. Oh, this was this was used that day. Yeah. And anywhere there, there was you know. Uh, hedges or anything like that or bushes or anything they fired into them in case there was anyone in there yes. hiding yeah. Gosh, yeah yeah all that was done yeah yeah kevin thanks very much for sharing yeah. with us i'm here um, in flagmount hall with um michael collins we're here the night of the Curacao ambush uh, commemoration and michael you have a particular interest in this story haven't you yeah well uh, Sean Moroni was the bond below beside me when he opened the road to me. But um, I wrote a song about it a few years ago, a couple of verses. Did you? But I just threw it away and it was inside in a book, uh, one of Joan Noonan's storybooks. And I went looking through the book the other night to see about the, the, the poems about the, about the Karakai ambush that was in it. Yes. And uh, didn't it fall out of the book? It was loose inside was, the book, was it? Just lift into the book, yeah. Isn't and it, it fell out. And uh, there was three verses I yeah. wrote. And uh, God, I said, this might be interesting. So I put a fourth verse in it and I finished it. Yeah. Uh, so, hopefully. You, you always knew about the story that it was yeah. part of the folklore of... Uh, yeah, I share my father talking about it always, yeah. Yeah. You know, it does mean. Have you written other songs before about the... No, I often wrote verses of things, but they were never seen. Yeah. And did you set it to music then? Yeah, I have it put it to me. I put an ear on it, yeah. And I think we're going to get maybe a blast of it tonight. I'll sing it a little round, yeah. Ah, that's very good. That's yeah. very good. What do you think, um, like, 
We're a hundred years on now, and I suppose we've come to the end nearly of this decade of centenaries of remembering. The, the War of Independence was very real up around Flagman, Kilinina. It was very real, yeah. It was yeah. an area that it was very real, and you know, it is a great thing to honour these men, like, you know, because I don't know what kind of a, what state we'd be under now if those men hadn't fought for, for freedom, like, you know. Yeah. I think it's very important that, uh, that they're honoured because they, they were fearless. Yes. You know, by the readings about him, they were, they were great men. Yeah, and even reading now, just obviously, the Scarlet Marsh's book, yeah. Tomas McMurray's book, you know, when you read about, I was just saying that on the way up here tonight, when you read about men on the run, you can imagine on a night like tonight, with this yeah. book, yeah. you know, it must have been a harsh life for people. It must have been, yeah. You know. You know a very harsh life, I'd say, you know. You were wet and you were cold and you were hungry, and yeah. I'd, say, I'd say it was torture. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, people were doing things for other people for the greater good because it, it wasn't was. about the individual. No, it wasn't. It was really no. about, you know. You know. Yeah. And people were very poor, I'd, I'd say, in them days, you know. Yeah. And they hadn't much, but they, you know, they fed those men that was on the run and yeah. supposed to keep them going. Yeah, yeah. It great it's, credit to them, anyway. It is. It's, 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 and it's great that we are at a time, as we say, with such freedom that we can we can commemorate these events exactly, and remember yeah. them. And because the, the young people coming up don't know anything about those events, probably. Do you, know, do you not think so? No. Well, so, a bit, like, at, which at, is no, yeah. no harm to highlight it and remember it anyway. I know. I, I think we've done well in East Clare lately, yeah, you know. Very well I in suppose, Clare, yeah. you know, but it's great to be up here because I had always heard tell, I mean, you know, yeah. My husband's family are from up here, right? Yeah, yeah. I know this part of the country well. Like I'd always heard tell of, I suppose the the um, the tradition of volunteering and yeah. you know and how yeah. how committed people were in in, in this area. You yeah. know. So yeah. I'm looking forward to hearing the story tonight. I know a bit about it, but I yeah. don't know that much about. I'm looking forward to hearing it myself yeah. actually a bit. But and, and also hearing... You, know, you hear bits back to years, but you know, you don't take a real interest until you get no. older. But just said that to Paddy Birdie, you know, he said, it's only when your own parents are gone and you don't have a yeah. generation above you yeah. to ask anymore yeah. that you kind of value, you, do. you know, putting the piece, like a jigsaw puzzle together. Yeah. And you're sorry you didn't ask him more. Oh, for sure. You know, that's <laughs> the sure. thing. Yeah. For sure. We've no one to ask now, yeah. really, you know. Well, Michael, thank you very much for doing you're that. Welcome, and we Carol. look forward to hearing you sing that later. Lovely. Thanks very Thanks much, Carol. Thanks very much, now. Bye. Derry Credit Union is celebrating the 50th anniversary of its foundation this year and last weekend held a launch of a commemorative book by Jim O'Brien to mark the occasion. The president of the Irish League of Credit Unions, Helena McManus, was present and she, she spoke to those in attendance. Good evening, everybody. Uh, delighted to be invited here. Very, very proud mm. to see a credit union such as Derek Credit Union reach its uh, 50th celebration as a standalone credit union. Very important. Uh, and I'm going to be very clever because I have everybody's name written here. Uh, you know, in, I don't want to forget anybody, so I'm saying hello to and good evening uh, to all our credit union friends here. Uh, I'm sure there are people here from the board, the oversight committee, members possibly, and founding members, which is a hugely, you know, it's just huge that we have people here who actually had the vision to set out and set this up at a time when money was so badly needed. 
and uh, to our political friends, and I'm going to call you political friends because I always call on my friends when I want things done. And uh, I would expect that you will go back to your various parties, areas, independent, I know down there, and that you'll advocate for credit unions because credit unions are hugely valuable in their communities, hugely valuable now as much as they ever were when they were set up in Ireland in the 1950s. So I'm speaking to uh, Deputy Michael McNamara, Senator Timmy Dooley and Councillor Joe Cooney. So I will remember those names. I'll have them printed in my head and you can expect to hear from me again to check how far ye have gone with the delivery of the good message of what credit unions are all about. And I'm here to launch the book, but in, in terms of this, I actually read this, uh, the contents start on page three, and the book ends on page 67. And I read every bit of it uh, in advance of tonight's celebrations. And I have to say, it's, it's just credit unions. It's just that feeling. It doesn't matter where you are on the island of Ireland because the Irish League of Credit Unions and Derg Credit Union is affiliated to the Irish League of Credit Unions. And we cover 32 counties in Ireland. So we have, we have no border. And this just speaks volumes. It's the story of every credit union. And that's what credit unions are about. It's the stories, the communities, the people it affects. And I, I, I really smiled, and I must ask the question, that 50 euro, the first loan, 50 euro back then was quite the bit of money to borrow, to be honest with you, because we were really looking at 20, 25, 30 euro. But 50 euro for a sewing machine. So I presume, and am I wrong, was it a woman? I don't know. So <laughs> I, I'm going to take it, being a bit, that it probably was. You know, and when credit unions were set up in the late 1950s, it was predominantly because women had no access to credit without the consent of their husband's father or whatever else. Even if they had their own money, that didn't matter. They weren't treated as independent individuals who could actually borrow and pay back. They had to get permission. Credit unions, that stopped when they joined a credit union because they could actually borrow under their own name and under their own whatever money they had, you know, because you just had to prove that you could repay. So, you know, it was very equalizing. And money, money was something that it was predominantly the women of Ireland who had the purse strings in the home. So it was very important that they could have access to credit. So that hasn't changed very much in terms of we're coming today. And we have a situation in this country, and I actually spoke about it earlier, where we now have our younger people, our children, grandchildren, who have no access to housing, simply because the bulk of their earnings are spent renting. So the money they're spending is for the benefit of others, pension funds outside of the country, whatever, yet they're paying more in rent that they would, than they would in mortgages. And, you know, that is just so wrong. That is not an equal uh, playing pitch 
for our next generation who are suffering because of the recession and everything else. So, you know, we need an equal playing pitch and we need credit unions because credit unions treat people equally and fairly and they determine what you can borrow. It's all down to what you can repay. And it's not a straight amount every week, every fortnight, every month. It's down to, you know, if something happens, you're brought in, you're spoken to on a personal level. So credit unions are both uh, personal, to treat people in a personal manner, but they're also personable. And Jim said that earlier, the way he was treated in their credit union. You know, that's something that isn't, we don't have in the banks. It's very simply, we just don't have that. And credit unions have proven how trusted they are. This year in the CX, which is Customer Excellence Awards, and I know we have members, uh, the seventh year in a row, credit unions have been voted the most trusted financial institution in the country. That's a huge, huge endorsement of credit unions. Their credit union is no different. Um, I was reading this, and I have to say, it, you know, in the first few pages, that vision of uh, the front room of the O'Brien family's home and a big fire on and, you know, doing the business of credit unions in somebody's home, that speaks volumes. That shows the credit union ethos. You know, you do the business no matter what it takes to do it. You wrap your hands around people. You're not pushing them away. And that's how Derg Credit Union started. And the story throughout, it's woven with, you know, it's all about exactly what it says on the front, 50 years of gathering and giving, because that's what they have done. They have given all the time. Uh, a huge testament to the area, to the founding members who had that vision and who set up the credit union you know, for everyone to enjoy. It's very important that you support the credit union and that's what's outside the door. It says credit. And yes, do that bit of saving. Absolutely yes. But go in and borrow because that's what will keep your credit union alive. And that's what their credit new union needs to do. It needs to stay alive to make a difference to its community and to all of you. So I absolutely am delighted to be asked here, delighted to be able to say absolutely well done. You're just brilliant. There are no other words. And to the founding members, you are just such visionary people and taking everything into hand and saw no matter what came your way, like you've gone through everything. You've gone through recessions, you have gone through all kinds of crashes and then we had the pandemic. Credit unions stayed open. Credit unions still met with its members. The credit union still looked after people. And the credit union continues to flourish. We just need to bring that up a little bit. And we need to sit it in our government in Dublin. And the need to actually, where they endorse everything we do, and the talk to talk without a shadow of a doubt, and the compliment us on everything. But we need more than that now. We actually need action. We need that walk and the need to walk that talk and the need to change the legislation, the need to allow the central bank to regulate us, but not to grind us into the ground.
So I'm asking the politicians in the room to come, go back with that message and ask that we are allowed to flourish. Don't kill us because we are needed and we are the best thing that has ever happened in Ireland as a financial institution. That's our credit union, our credit union movement, and that's Derg Credit Union. Thank you. Skyrofoganlo have again qualified for the county senior Camogie final after a victory over last year's champions Ina Kilnamona in Kilmele last weekend. After the game, Leo Doyle got the thoughts of the victorious manager David O'Sullivan. Yeah, indeed, as a man, we like to see coming towards us, striding towards us yeah, when we're here for Skyrofoganlo. It's the manager, uh, David Sullivan. David, many congratulations. You know, you set your stall out at the beginning of the year. County final appearance or nothing. You, you laid it on the line. You have tremendous work doing all year throughout the league. And, you know, that was a victory for guts. And, you know, you found out a lot more about your team or maybe you knew about it already. Well, to be honest with you, lads, I read so many reports during the week that I, uh, I don't even think we had business coming down here today. If it was to listen to everybody, they were going to have workers, they were going to be too physical, they were going to switch on a switch there in the semi-final and they were just going to blow us out of the water, but... Whatever way any team wants to play us, whether it wants to get physical or whether we want to play hurling or whatever, the group of girls that's out there that puts on that scarf for going to Jersey give everything for me every single day. And I know that and I never doubt that. And I knew leaving a gun or scarf hall last night that there was a performance in these girls. We've absolutely ploughed into each other for the last four weeks since we secured our semi-final spot for Newmarket because we knew the weather was changing. We knew the conditions were going to change. We knew we had to change our game as well. And today is justification for absolutely solid effort for four weeks there of absolute dogging and mucking and rucking against each other down below in Cravens and it's our just reward and I, I can't speak highly enough of the girls that totally deserve this for the effort they've given me throughout the year And David as you said you know a, a lot of pundits uh, had Aina Kilimon as the favourites they're in the Munster Club final probably would have won the Munster Club final last year only for the pandemic Scarif are going to look at the Munster Champions of the year before just the two a clash of the big two uh, in for the last couple of years I know you know through Clannera away in the final another challenge away there but as you said you found out your younger players Abby Walsh coming to the fore I thought that point a tremendous point to give a bit of breathing space from a young player just shows how the girls have grown as the year has gone on uh, to be honest with you age is only a number in my book if you're good enough you're old enough and that is that has always been the way with me and no matter what team I've ever taken over it doesn't matter whether you're 16 or you're 33 if you're good enough you're on the field and we came in this year with a clear objective to the girls that we had no proceeds kind of we had to play in the same position that you played under the same management you have to work to earn your place in this team and you know you see Ashton Corbett there today who's given 10, 12, 14 years of service to this team she didn't start today's semi-final she came on she made a contribution she got over her disappointment and that's what it's all about but you know these younger girls they come training they train with Linda Daly Susan Daly Kira Doyle Mairead Scanlon they've great role models within this club and they're just they want to play we don't overcomplicate it we don't spend hours talking we don't pull out tactics boards we don't do anything like that we just encourage and drive these girls on to be the best they can be and they put the performances then on the field and today was just has announced this team and whatever happens in two weeks time or two and a half weeks time or three weeks time to me it doesn't it's irrelevant because these group of girls have stood up today and been counted and I said to them last night that we are playing a physical fantastic team but I told the girls to remember one thing we're still Munster Senior Camogie champions and we still haven't lost that crown and uh, you know as big and all as I are and as, and as tough and all as they are we're the same and we came today with no fear and we're absolutely delighted and indeed uh, David we congratulate you for that and look at a tremendous team performance again you know 
there's always stuff to work on and you know the performance maybe you probably have to up another level as you go to take on True Clannero who, who, who will provide provide a formidable chapel, challenge in the county final I do it look I, I seen them in Ina the last day above in Father Mac Park in the last group game and it was as tough as you'll ever see a game but Camogie it was a bit like today and uh, you know True in the second half really turned on the style you know there was 4-5 or five nil down after 22 minutes and I think they held Ina to 4-5 or five points after that so we know we're facing a really good side you know you have Anya Lachlan Emer Kelly the Caulfields the Hogs you know you could go on for ever with the amount of players True Clan Lara have and of course just that little bit of history and rivalry between ourselves and True Clan Lara so it's a, it's a final for the novel and, and the ages and stuff like that so it's going to be a fantastic battle and uh, we'll have to rise again but you know I don't have to question that whether these girls will rise again or not we'll be back training early next week and I know there's another performance in these women David Sullivan thanks for taking the time to talk to us here on Scarif Bay Community Radio we'd love to see you striding towards us with that positive style and look at we hope in two weeks time uh, that you'll be coming towards us again but we wish you the very best look in the preparation and the build up to the county final and the good congratulations to all your players and management on a marvellous victory Thank thanks lads thanks very much you have been listening to News Extra on Scarborough Community Radio join us again next weekend and we will keep you updated on local events this is Ursula Hogan for Scarborough Community Radio mm-hmm.